In today's episode, we're talking about success, fulfillment, being enough, finding your purpose, creating a personal shift that makes success truly possible, and how it all fits together in our culture, independent of our need for money. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shadow the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, so excited to be here with you. And we've got a great interview for you today. Before we get into that, quick rundown and quick update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Uh, we're just about to hit 700 ratings on the U.S. site, many of which, of course, are five-star rave reviews, which I really appreciate. And we've also got past 700 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Uh, really excited to know that people are really digging the content. So you can check either of those out. You can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com if you want to check out the book on Amazon. It's also available in audiobook format. Or if you want to check out the YouTube content, you can just go ahead and go on to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap with a K. And uh, both those links are there waiting for you. And hopefully you enjoy one or both of them if you haven't had a chance to check them out already. With that said, let's waste no time here. Let's go straight into our interview. And um, this one's going to be a great one. Tony Grebmeyer is the host of the Be Fulfilled podcast, where he digs deep into the real stories behind success, interviewing other entrepreneurs who have climbed the mountain of success and are ready to share their own stories of how they did it so that listeners can follow suit. He also runs BeFulfilled.com, where he's building a community of entrepreneurs who are ready to take the next step in life and business while simultaneously achieving true fulfillment. And I'm sure he's got a lot of brilliant insights that he's about to share with us today. So without any further ado, Tony Grebmeyer, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Wow. I, uh, I didn't realize how important it is for me being here um, when we were talking earlier about the mold. Now you didn't want to break the damn thing. You wanted to shatter it. So I'm 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 honored to be here to shatter it today with you. Dude, you know what? I'm not only am I honored, I'm just I'm super excited. And I kind of said this to you before. I mean, full disclosure for my listeners, we had a, a phone call, I think, last week, and I was just on your show. Um, even though it won't come out for a couple more weeks. Um I revealed to you that probably for the first time ever. I'm approaching an interview without any kind of specific agenda in mind. I mean, I kind of roughly know things that I want to ask you, but I was so impressed by just the conversation that we had that first time on the phone and all these things kind of came out that you were saying. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I wish my audience heard that. I wish they heard that. I wish they heard that. So now I'm just following suit. I'm like, let me just have a conversation with Tony and see where things go. You know, uh, you ever see the movie Rush Hour, Jackie mm -hmm. Chan, Chris Tucker? Yep. Towards the end of it, there's a fight scene. I think it's the top of a restaurant. And uh, the one guy looks at the other guy, and I think it's Chris Tucker, and he waves his hand. He goes, come. You know, he's like, points his hand and says, come. Like, let's go. I'm like, I'm always ready to battle. So whatever whatever we need to do, however we can get to the content that the audience is going to, like, get into action around, that's what that's why I got out of bed today, contribution and connection and how we can – help somebody today. I, I really set out on a simple mission, man, to affect change in one person's life every single day. And if I can do so, then I've lived out what I said I wanted to do. I love it. I love it. Now, obviously, I brought up your podcast. I'm curious, and I guess to tell people what the podcast is, but 
while telling people what it is, I'm wondering the question or the answer to how do you feel that podcast contributes to that goal of yours every single day? Oh, I think it's awesome because we remove money from the table. That usually is the one thing that everybody, you know, is thinking about, right? And so I, I have a when I give a presentation, I have a very simple five like slide keynote. And I tell everybody there's rule number one. Okay? Sleep, money, survive. That's really what we're doing in life. <laughs> you're getting enough sleep so you can go out and make some money and you're trying to figure out how to survive. The rest is all stuff you get to enjoy along the way once you kind of do those things. And so uh, I believe the podcast has done exactly what I wanted it to do. It was a gateway to people like you, just have a conversation real, remove money, talk about the stuff that has helped you to be who you are. And hopefully somebody listening today can take one or two pieces of nuggets that you know, you're know you sharing and they can implement and maybe have a shift in their world. Um, people talk about a pivot. I'm like, I don't want to pivot today. I just want to shift. I want to, I want to give people the stuff as best as I possibly can and then allow people the opportunity to see what's applicable to their life and give them insight to it and give them access to these people. I mean, I'm not bringing on just any guests. I'm bringing on people like your neighbor. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing on people like a law, uh, like a police officer. I'm bringing on somebody who's a church leader. I'm bringing on somebody who their definition of success is probably more in alignment with my soul's purpose which is somebody who has real life experience. Uh, there's a lot of flash in the pants. There's a lot of people who, who like made some money and then like, look at me, I'm on the mountaintop telling you how to make money. I'm like, man, blood, sweat and tears, hard work, never quit. Like get up every single time you fall. I mean, I wanna talk about that stuff. Cause mm -hmm. that to me is what the world isn't telling you. The world is telling you it's like a lottery ticket. It's instant, like scratch it, like put it in the cup of noodle soup in the microwave. One minute later you're eating. I'm like, that's BS. Like there is nothing true about that. Yes, maybe every once in a while you'll find some luck, but I'm still scratching. You know, I'm still cooking. You know, I, I understand it's a slow kind of process. I've been an entrepreneur over 24 years, owned a company for the past 19. And, man, I, you got to tell you, it's a day in and day out grind. There's, there's never an arrival. I think the moment you think you have arrived, you have died. Mm. And so I'm, now I live with an intense mindset. I live like there is no dimmer switch. There's on and off. Right. And so a lot of people, non-entrepreneurs, non-solopreneurs, non-people that I kind of like hang in the circle. Now, I've got some friends who are like that. They have a dimmer switch. They can see color, black and white and gray. I'm like, man, you get me and you get all of me. If you want a little bit of me, that's probably not going to be the interview you want to listen to because I'm real raw and like not in your face, but I'm just like, I want to help somebody today. Mm. So come with me with like what you think is going to be the most impactful that somebody today is going to be like called at the end of this interview to literally write you, Andrew, and say, that was what I needed to hear today. Like that is what the Be Fulfilled podcast is, is like I love receiving uh, feedback and, and comments from our audience about, man, I really needed to hear that today. Hmm. And we're not, I'm not talking about how you made money. I'm talking about like, you know, how'd you get out of bed today after nursing a hangover for the last like two and a half months? There's no money in your bank account. And you don't really want to live anymore. Your family doesn't really trust you. And they don't know who's going to show up when they do sh have you show up today, like what they're going to get. And uh, that was my story. Right. Now, obviously, you know, with a name like 
you know, be fulfilled. It's it's funny. These some of these words they get very loaded because everyone attaches so much meaning to them, and you even get baggage. You know, words like God, words like love, words like fulfillment, and even words like purpose. And you know, you and I we're we're both searchers in different ways. I know we've probably heard that term purpose a lot. I'm wondering if someone goes to you and they say, "Hey, Tony." I have a problem. I'm not on my purpose. How do I get there? What do you say to something like that? Mm, call somebody smarter than Tony. Um, <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I, I first would look at their routine. Mm. And, and are they really searching? Or are they just being an asshole? And they're just asking for some insight to like try to figure it out. Like I have spent a lot of time looking at the bottom of a crusted pot that was used to cook something weeks, months, years ago and wondering, could I use it again? And a lot of people are like thinking I need shiny and new. And I'm like, go back to like what worked first and foremost. And uh, I'll pull up a quote because I'll butcher it if I don't do it. Um, I, I use this and I think this is a really good way to live life. Buckminster Fuller has a simple quote that says, you never change things by fighting against the existing reality. To change something, you build a new model that makes the old model obsolete. Mm. I love that. And so many of us is like, you know, I didn't know what my purpose was. I don't necessarily know if I would have found my purpose if I would have set out on a course to find it. Right. for, For me personally, like it took a knock on my door. It took me having suicidal thoughts. It took me wanting to take my own life that I received a phone call that got me to put all my stuff away, that someone knocked on my door, gave me a hug, says, Tony, your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now doesn't, caused me to have like an introspective kind of like conversation with myself and started talking to him. Then my pastor buddy came by uh, and we had like a 45-minute conversation. And I I needed to do what I believe all of us should do at some time in our life, which is to personally just sit down and just write like, what is it that I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. But the majority of people you talk to don't have time to do that. They're too busy. They're right, trying cool. to get somewhere. And I'm like, there's nowhere to get. Like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you said you wanted to be doing it until you decide you don't want to. And now is the best time ever today. No opportunity wasted in this very moment. Imagine today was your last day. How would you live it? How would you spend it curling up in a ball and crying, whimpering, saying, I didn't live? Or find something to live for and make that the beginning of your purpose. And then work on a plan. Nice. Do you view uh, purpose as a prerequisite to fulfillment? It's a great question. I think uh, yes and no, I guess would be my answer. I think the most important thing that people need to realize, um, fulfillment, you know, I run a fulfillment company. So the professional side of fulfillment is pretty straightforward and easy for me. You know, you put something, so follow along, sell something, put something in a box, put some effort behind it, seal up the box, and send it to the person. Somebody picks it up, does effort, puts it in a like a specific, you know, truck, cargo ship, or airplane, and then it gets to its somewhat of its destination. Someone picks it up, someone puts it in a vehicle, and then drives it. It's effort. So there's work that has to be done to get fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But if you get it like in context with like religious people, it sounds like a lot of work. Hmm. And I'm like, 
I just wake up with a simple notion that I, I am loved, and so I can offer love to this world. And if that's nothing more than the, the beginning of my purpose, um, then fulfillment comes really, really easy. Because if I set out to just love people, then I am personally fulfilling one of my obligations to the world. And that's where I find personal fulfillment is just in being of service. Right. It's, it's very interesting to hear you say that. And it kind of like as you were giving me that answer, I thought back to a, a presentation I saw probably about five years ago by a gentleman named Andy, Dr- Andy Drish. And it was at this event uh, for this thing called The Foundation. And he, uh, he was like a co-creator of it with this guy, Dane Maxwell. And in Andy's presentation, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it because I don't have the quote in front of me, but he basically said like the main, the main fallacy of self-improvement is it comes with the underpinning assumption that you're incomplete and that something needs to be improved. So it almost becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. And the reason I thought about that is because as I was asking you and you were answering that question, it kind of seemed like you weren't even like, you're not working towards being fulfilled. You are who you are. You're complete in and of yourself. And that's enough. It's not about perfection. You just have this recognition that you're okay. And that doesn't mean that you don't reach for more, but you're not an incomplete person and you don't review yourself that way. Is that a fair way to put it? Absolutely. Right. And I, and I go back to that same moniker that I just said, right. There's nowhere to get, but everybody, everybody. And when I use everybody, I just want it to be like really, really like known, like everybody at one time or another has asked themselves this question. Am I enough? Mm -hmm. Do I matter? Do I make a dent in this world? You know, am I loved? Like I know it. Because it's a human emotion and a connection. Like we feel like, what are we doing something that matters? And, and the reality is that I want to tell anybody watching right now or listening, I'm like, you matter. You make a difference. You make the world a better place. Like you were created to do great things. And and you can second guess yourself all you want. But remember, like to get to the moment where you're listening to this right now, how far you've come and, and, and remind yourself of what you're capable of and start looking at all the things that you had to go through to wake up, to be at this very moment listening to this conversation. So you already have purpose. And if it's nothing more than survival, I mean, I'll tell you what, like you are the eye of the tiger. Like Mm -hmm. you are, you are the person that, um, I need in my life and, and I need people to inspire me because sometimes I lose inspiration. It's like deodorant. I, you know, sometimes I forget to put it on, but when I put it on, I don't stink. And when I get inspired by watching a story on the news of somebody that did something really good for somebody, it kind of reinstores like humanity a little bit that there's a lot of good people in this world. Jim Rohn talks about it. There's only seven or eight miserable people in the world, and they just seem to move around a lot. So I want the flip side of that. I want all the good people in the world. I want all to be surrounded by all the positive ones. I want to, I want to find the best neighbor that I can be. And if the neighborhood sucks and I'm in, then be the change and make it a better neighborhood. If your job is horrible and the people that you work with suck, then quit. Or decide that you want to be the change that you wish to see, and it starts with you. Everything starts with you. Mm. That's why I go to Yoda. It's the easiest person, do or do not. Like, there is no try. Like, you just do it or you don't. I had to learn a long time ago, the only difference between can and can't is I kick the T. I just had to kick it. I just had to say I can I can do anything I want. Now, doesn't mean that I'll get away with it, but I can do anything I want. And that's such a great vision to hold in your mind is like, what is possible? So many of us go to bed every night dreading of getting up tomorrow. I go to bed to dream about what I get to do tomorrow. I love that. 
And, you know, I love even when you said, like, you know, if you don't like your job or you don't like the people there, quit. And <clears throat> I I think a lot of people, they'll be resistant to that. And they're like, well, no, I can't just do that. And they'll have reasons. And to me, I would answer that, like, you know what? Let's pretend. Let's not agree with it, but let's pretend you're right for a second. That doesn't stop you from taking other steps in your life to improve it. Doesn't st- stop you from joining groups on Facebook or trying to meet other people in other areas that are more positive and that uplift you until the moment comes where you do realize you could quit that job or you can make that change or whatever it might be to get yourself in a more permanent, better state. Well, let me put a disclaimer about it. If you don't like your job, you do not have to quit, but do remind yourself of one thing. You're probably the reason why you don't like your job. Mm. So in my recovery program, I've been clean and sober over 11 years. You know, I have to work on everything comes back to me, right? So I'm really good at like not selfish and self-centered stuff. Um, but there's something that's wrong with me if somebody at my company is rubbing me the wrong way. There, it's like it, it's something inside of me that I need to work on. And so self-reflection is the best reflection. And everything you want, it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people may go, oh, this guy's an a-hole, blah, 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 blah. But what, what is Tony really, really talking about? He's saying, like, look, the person you see in the mirror is your, is your best friend and your worst enemy. You got to get up and battle that guy every single day. Not because you, you, you know, you don't like him. It's because you know that you can do better. Every single day when I get up, I'm like, okay, can I do better than I did yesterday? How do you do better when you have amazing days? I'm like, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's way too far away. So in this present moment with you, Andrew, the only thing I got is you and me rocking a podcast, having fun, thinking about like, what can I add a value that someone's going to listen tomorrow you know, two years, 10 years, who's going to like, it's going to live forever about what we do today. The way that the world is uh, sucking up data and technology and everything like this podcast will live forever. It'll be on the web archives. It'll, you know, be in the hall of fame. You know, I'm a believer what we set our minds to, we can achieve. And so anybody, like if you're, if you're like at your job right now and you're like, you know, my boss is an a-hole. So why are you still taking what your boss is saying? If your boss doesn't make you a better person, then what do we need to do to help you become a better person so that you stand up for what you believe? And you're like, oh, it's a paycheck. I'm like, Man, I heard the uh, people are getting some massive money right now from unemployment. And I'm not, I'm not a big believer in feeding off the system, but I am also a believer of don't be stuck in the system. Um, what can you do to earn? And I remember I was like 12 or 13 years old, and I got into collecting baseball cards. So 1985, my grandfather gave me $50 for my birthday, which was unheard of. I was like, damn, $50. My son just got $50 the other day for his 19th birthday from his his grandma. So I was like, 50 bucks back in 1985 was like a substantial chunk of change. And I remember I went to Collector's Corner out in Capitola, California, and I went in and I asked, I said, hey, how much is the complete set of Tops 1985 with Kirby Puckett, Roger Clemens, Daryl Strawberry, Don Mattingly? I'm like, how much is that Mark McGuire card? What is that set cost? And the guy's like, 25 bucks. I'm like, I'll take two of them. I'm like, I just, I thought, Jim Marone talks about it too. Like he used to say like, buy two bikes, one to ride and one to rent out or sell, right? Like mm. always have the mindset of like, if you can go for it. So I took those two sets, and I remember at one time those sets got up to about $300 or $400 each. I was like, Grandpa, 
man, that $50, I turned it into like six, 700 bucks. And then not too long after that, then the whole article came out about baseball cards being mass produced. They're not really worth the value, blah, 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 blah. But I learned so many lessons that day that I have lived with forever. I still have my original tops, 1985 set. I sold one, kept one. And I remember what I learned a long time ago, like just be creative enough that you're curious about the other side. Mm. And when I've attended work and, and someone was telling me stuff that I didn't like, I asked myself, what are they really motivating me with? They're telling me, hey, look, I believe in you and I know you can do better. So the question is, when no one's looking, what are you up to? That's really, that's the thing that I want people to be left with today is like when no one's looking, what are you up to? Are you bitching and complaining about your life and your job, but you're doing absolutely nothing about it? Who's, who's the biggest part of the problem? Or are you learning a new skill, taking a night class, watching a master class, studying YouTube, you know, learning how you can take someone's like, you know, free class to get better at a skill? Are you learning anything to sharpen who you are? Or are you just part of the problem? And you know, I'm not here to, to make anything or anyone out to be a bad person, but I had to wake up one day because that was me for a long period of time. I was stuck like, man, this guy's a jerk. No one's, they didn't promote me. They left me on overnights. Like I can't get ahead. You know, I'm stuck, you know, doing midnight to 530 radio. I'm pushing some guy's morning routine for the next 20 minutes. I'm like, this is a boring job. Like no one's listening to the afternoon or the graveyard shift. What do I need to do? And one thing led to another hard work, persistence. I always figured out how to get better. One day, you know, I got afternoon drive. Then I was out of the clubs, you know, five nights a week, making more money and like learning how to take something and like build upon it. Right now, you know, I, I hear you talk and I'm, I'm detecting like a lot of, you know, maturity in your philosophy and your mindset that a lot of people might have trouble getting to. And it makes me think like, oh, I'm sure Tony, he's learned a bunch of lessons. He's obviously a searcher. He's obviously pays attention. I'm wondering, was there a specific watershed moment in your life where you definitively knew like, oh, I'm, I'm changing things up. I'm turning them around. I don't want, I'm not happy with how it is this way. I'm going in this way instead. Yeah. I mean, it would go back to when my buddy John saved my life and he said, your life has meaning and purpose. I, I, I always ask people like, what's your meaning? What's your purpose? Hmm. Right. And that's, so that was a little over 11 years ago. It was on October 9th, 2008. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that he said changed my life forever. And that caused me to like have a huge introspective moment of like, I got two choices. I can keep living out my life, which I thought was what I wanted. Or I can, I can ask like, what is the life that God wants me to live? And it, it came back to like, how do you be of service today? And so when I, when you, it was funny just to hear you, you know, drop the reflection notice a little bit of like listening to me and you're like maturity. And I'm like, I'm actually probably very immature in my learning, hmm. but I'm mature enough to know one of two things. Like I can plot out the course, right. Or, or be led down the road. And so I, uh, I just realized I wanted to take somewhat of control, but I knew that I didn't want to do it all on my own. And so I had to give up that fight. And so, um, you know, I'm just honored to be here today, you know, and sometimes I, I have to remind myself, like, I think I want people to realize that they are capable of anything that they want. And I used it. I'm almost 48 years old. I've used it almost all my life that I wanted to be in the NBA. I sucked, man. My, my, I remember in high school, my senior year, I got asked to come out and play water polo. When it was like the passing drill, I carried the ball down the court. And the coach was like, what are you doing? I'm like, sorry, 
But, man, I always thought I could be in the NBA. Just A, my height, my mindset, my attitude. Like, I can figure this out. Like, I can block your shot. Put me in, coach. Let me give me a chance. Like, like I still believe to this day that I, it, at crunch time, I'll find a way. Hmm. How tall are you? That's, that's my sharpening moment. Because I was a goalie, I, I competed at the highest level you could possibly compete at without you know, going into the Olympics for water polo or playing overseas. Wow. I was a three-time All-American water polo player, played in Russia, Finland, Sweden, Denmark in the 80s, came to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado and trained and had an opportunity to, to learn at a very early age thanks to like uh, Mark Garrett and Jack Dufour. They gave me a chance and put me in the cage and gave me an opportunity to see. And so through that lens, I saw, okay, the game is going on out there, people. The biggest game of your life is going out there, and you're wondering, where do you belong? Well, you better arm and prepare yourself for the game that's being played. Otherwise, you'll get played and you'll lose. Hmm. And so I've always had to sit back in observation mode. It's how I listen to you. It's how I watch everybody that's around me. I'm like, I'm in observation mode. So I just had to learn some skills called life survival 101, basic stuff. Treat people how you want to be treated. Be really kind and caring and loving to the people around you. If you don't know how to do something, figure it out. If you want to do something, you know, if you don't know how to do it, learn and figure it out. Be curious. Stay, stay like open to possibility because they're endless. It's all around you. Read good books like Andrew's book. Like, yeah, like figure out like what it is that you want and what are you willing to give up to go get it because you can't have it all. You can't have it all, but you can have and create the life you truly want Want if you're willing to, to do something about it. Nice. Amen. I'm curious, uh, how, how tall are you? I am 6'6", six, six on a good day, 6'5", if I have to you know, be under a ruler. Got it. Perfect NBA height, right? <laughs> um, and I have the wingspan, so if anybody wants to know, because I was a water polo goalie, um, Chris Anderson, the bird man, I am basically whatever his is, 78". I have pretty pretty long arms and mm. pretty wide arms. Nice. So. so obviously, you know, the Beef Filled Podcast is a vehicle by which you offer positivity or, or guidance or just insight or, you know, just something extra for people. Is that the primary vehicle for you or do you do some other things that are kind of like open for mass consumption for people? No, I mean, definitely the community is big, the Beef Filled community. So Be Fulfilled community on Facebook, you can find it. We call it the Be Fulfilled Life. It's like a, just a good way of living. Um, I wrote a journal, the Be Fulfilled Journal, 12-week journey to fulfillment, helping people to kind of unpack their life in like a 12-week program to help more structure, more clarity, you know, more, I think, awareness about your life. And then once you're kind of aware, then how do you achieve kind of the things that you want to do? And then we teach some kind of like structured stuff there and we give you an online master class to go with it so it's you know it's really like get a journal have a daily journal that you work from take classes weekly do some review work and then in 12 weeks you know have yourself a really solid you know routine get around the community use the podcast to listen to the same type of people that i'm talking about and now, now you've got a mastermind that you're part you're a part of because I'm bringing in really interesting people that learn from, and then just take notes and try to like figure out like what applies to you. And then there's an old saying: it says, "Take what you need and leave the rest." So like, mm -hmm. take what you need and then just let the rest go. Uh, you don't want to take too much because you'll never use it. So you want to take what you need. 
Um, and then I've kind of used all of those things to kind of tie in the be fulfilled life and really help people to live kind of like their best life. Got it. Have you experienced any specific challenges in growing that community or you don't even think of it in that term? No, there's definitely challenges. I mean, you give people an inch, they'll take a mile. Um, you know, some contributors were working on kind of laying out a new contributor program um, where people are just providing like content, like so having like I call them ambassadors of a program. Otherwise, you give people a platform and they just an open forum to submit. You're running around babysitting people all day. Hmm. Like I like original content. I don't like people to paste in forwards from other stuff and then make it shareable. I like original content. Be be willing to like maybe download the video throw it up, write some stuff around it, and then send it out versus sharing it from your page over in our community. I want people to feel like it's unique. Right. So I think growing growing pains that I've really experienced as well is that um, people are not offering what I know they're capable of. So it's frustrating. Got it. Well, that, that's the big thing, right? It's like, oh, a lot of times you'll go through a certain process, certain growth process, which could be grueling, and then if someone else doesn't seem willing or able to do that, it's easy to, to be like, oh, why aren't you do-? like, at least from my perspective, I've had situations where it's been clear to me that people could be doing a lot better. And when they don't, it would it would frustrate me a lot as well. But that that brings up like an important point that I'm so glad you mentioned, because I, I need to remind myself. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit on some of the stuff that I talked about. Mm hmm. You ever had a house party or a party and you invited like 50 friends and like let's say 10 of them showed up and, and 40 didn't? Mm-hmm. You can either spend the whole night worrying about the 40 who didn't or focus on the 10 who did. Mm-hmm. So I just – I'm reminded I'm, – I'm, that's one of the great gifts that I have for myself is I like to talk things out. Because stuck in my head, man, I can play that card any way I want. But until you get into action and put it down and, and actually have to like reshuffle the cards that you've been given – do you make the adjustment? And I, and I have to remind myself, I need to focus on you today. Hmm. I don't have to focus on all the other things that I don't have control over. What do I have control? How I show up in this conversation with you right now. I'm so glad you brought that up about like talking things out. Cause I think a lot of times people will just stay in their head and not realize that they're going in circles and not realize that there's a different way. And sometimes just hearing yourself say something a certain way or hearing somebody in a conversation, bounce it back to you reminding you of something or giving you a new perspective that is just it's not as easily seen if you're in your head the whole time without anything else iphone android user what type of phone are you what kind of iphone okay you ever get to the end and you're maxed out on memory oh i i for a while i just got a new phone before that it was a constant bane of my existence so that's one of the reasons why i created a journal I wanted to get things out of your head, so off of your hard drive and down in front of you, then you can realize what you need to get rid of, edit. You know, my dad was an interior designer and used to always talk about editing, and I thought editing was, like, such a great term. Edit to mean is to, like, cut up, adjust, move around, make, make some things look different, right? My dad, when he was an interior designer, could walk into your house, and the first thing that you would think of is if my dad was walking in the house is that he wants you to buy a whole bunch of new stuff for you. And then, nope. He would love to take what you have and just move it around, Mm. edit. And we need to take what's going on in our head, like on our phone, and get it down in front of us so we can actually say, like, you know what? I haven't used that thing in a long time. Like, I I could probably delete that. Or, hey, I like that. But then there's services like, you know, Dropbox, Box, or, you know, Google Drive that you could throw some stuff and free up some space. 
you know, it's not as important as I thought it once was, hit delete, and realize then you could free up like 20, 30, 40%. And then imagine what you could do with that extra 20 to 40%. You know, it's, it's so interesting to hear you put that because, you know, we began this conversation around the concept of fulfillment and purpose. And I believe you kind of described one way by which one can get themselves closer to that, just getting their thoughts and really kind of facing themselves for, for where their perspective is, whether it really is their perspective or whether it's thoughts that have been conditioned into them from society. Um, we talked about it on our podcast today about, you know, when you were a little kid and what you kind of wanted to be when you grew up. Um, when I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was be an archaeologist. Mm. Interesting. And, uh, so my my favorite movies of all time – uh, or Star Wars, you know, like Luke's kind of discovery of trying to find out who his dad was and, you know, learn the whole way. Um, Indiana Jones, all he wanted to do was be close to his father. He just wanted to know his father. He just, anything that he could to be around his dad, he wanted to learn. And then you realize one day you wake up and it's too late. Those people are gone. Hmm. And all I ever wanted to be when I was a little kid was um, an archaeologist and growing up, um, in my house, when I lived with my dad, he had a bathroom and it had like um, pyramids and hieroglyphics and like stuff on it. And I'm still fascinated to this day about King Tut and Tutankhamun and like looking at pyramids and seeing the dig and trying to figure it out. And so that's one of the reasons why when I created my journals, like uh, you want to unlock the history of your mind, get the stuff out of your head and see that you are capable, my friend, of anything. And that's why I speak and share the way I do is because all I'm trying to do is get things out of my head because we are fed. Oh, my gosh. Don't turn on the news. Whatever you do. Like, mm. don't turn on the news. If you want to know something, like, get five or six really amazing people in your life who are level-headed that, like, can have an intelligent conversation with you and, like, no hold bards. Like, you can totally have it. And at the end of it, like you can have a disagreement, but you agree in the moment to so just like let it be. Like that's what I have is counsel. I have good counsel in my life. Good people that I can phone and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they give me their opinion based on some facts or research that I've done. I've got facts and research based on how to be a change agent in your life, like how to help get your thoughts to go from a negative to a positive. Because before I got clean and sober, I was living in the diseased mindset. Today, I'm living in an empowered mindset. The only difference is I made a decision. My habits are still there. I'm still an alcoholic. I'm still a, you know, a druggie. I'm still, I'm still that person. But I just made new habits. That's why Buckminster Fuller's quote so powerful for me is I just built a new model that made the old one obsolete. I just said goodbye to that. I said hello to this. And every day, I have to remind myself I can choose to go in the old, which is back into my head thinking I'm no good. Or I can look at what I've created and put down every day when I write in my journal and realize, I created this. This is a thought that I had. And I call that the fantasy possibility reality. Fantasy is everything that we think about 24-7 by ourselves in our head. It's, it's unwritten if it's going to happen or not. But the moment I share it with somebody, it becomes possibility. Hey, Andrew, I'm thinking about doing this. Guess what? It's no longer fantasy. It's a possibility. Andrew and I are now having a pretty one-on-one -on -one conversation. He's like, dude, that's awesome. What do you think it would be? And I was like, you know, it's going to be like this. We're going to put this in it. We're going to do this. Oh, my God, that's so great. Don't tell me more. And I'm now I'm like, now I'm living in the possibility. 
Now, the next big step is the hardest step for any individual to work through, and that's making it a reality. Because a lot of us have fantasies. A lot of us talk about the endless amounts of possibilities there are, but not a lot of us actually do the work to make it a reality. And not everything you need or think of needs to come to a reality of being in a store shelf or online or doing something, but like, at least get it out of your head and start sharing it with people. And then, you know, if you're worried about, you know, people stealing your ideas or poor man's patent is what I grew up listening. I used to write myself poor man patents all the time and just put it in the mail, write it down, send it to myself. It has a stamp. And that was like the old version of a poor man's patent. So I I just think like, man, we're, we're so gifted and talented today. We have so many resources. Think about this. You and I are using a technology called Zoom to have a conversation, which back in the day could never have happened. And if it did happen, it would have been like you're watching an episode of the Jetsons. Like it was just so random. And anybody who doesn't know who the Jetsons are, I apologize. They were what <laughs> I grew up wanting to be. I wanted to be George. Like I wanted a flying car. And now we have electric cars. So, you know, we're getting there. We're just not there yet. I love it. So I got two questions, and I'll I'll ask them in in a bit of a counterintuitive order. So uh, if someone's looking to to find out more about you, where would they go? Hmm. Darkness. Yes, darkness. (laughs) Um, Google, uh, you can just search my first and last initial or last name. You'll find me, Tony Grebmeyer. So you can go to TonyGrebmeyer.com. Um, I'm on all the social medias. Um, so first and foremost, if, you, if there's something that you heard today or you want to know, you can find me. I've been on enough podcasts. Uh, I'm just starting to play on YouTube. But really, at the end of the day, um, just reach out. I'd lo- I, I love talking to individuals. So if you have a question, just drop it, and I'll be happy to answer it. Awesome. And last question I want to make sure to ask you here is, what do you think is the most profound most useful advice you can give to anybody who's just looking to go in a positive direction in their life? I wanted to hold my thought for just a second. Mm -hmm. Because if you even have the idea of wanting to make a pivot or a shift, you are already on your way. So if you're even beginning to have the thought or the idea you're already on the way and uh, pick up some tools, start digging around, start looking around and start being open-minded to maybe some ideas and things that are coming your way. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but it reminds me of the windshield analogy. All good cars have a windshield that isn't hopefully cracked. They'll have windshield wipers. They'll have a mechanism that allows you to turn them on and turn them off. And they all need something to keep them clean, which is windshield wiper fluid. So make sure that you are properly armed with that you are capable and you get some things to kind of like weed out the stuff that's coming your way. Be willing to like get dirty and know that it's okay. You can take a shower and get clean and you can try some things, turn on the windshield wiper um, and and replace some of the things in your life when things aren't working. And and that's where the windshield wiper kind of analogy comes into play. Like you may have to change your – your wiper. You may have to be changing some of the things that you're doing. So as long as you stay curious and you're having fun and you're being willing to be vulnerable today, that's where true growth happens. But you're already on your way if you're thinking this. And that that's the thing that most people think like, where's the burning bush moment or where's the aha? I mean, my aha didn't happen until I was 38, 39 years old. Mm. It just didn't happen. And so stop trying to force it 
and yet just be willing to go on a discovery today because you know what the more you work on you the more you'll be surprised at how amazing you truly are awesome so glad i asked that question of you (laughs) and um so grateful that that you decided to come on here and and have this cool conversation and just kind of like you know shoot the breeze with me and go back and forth i think it's been a lot of value i think there's a lot of gold in in what your answers have been here and Tony, just want to say thank you so much for for being here on Shattered the Mold. You'd awesome, awesome guest, and I really appreciate it. No, I the honor is all mine. And you know what's cool, Andrew is is Kevin. You know Thompson got us connected. You know, purely he's like, hey, dude, just hook up, have a conversation. I'm like, sure. And that's the thing I want to leave anybody listening with today is like, what conversation do you need to have that you haven't had because you're afraid of or you don't know how it's going to come out? I'm like, you know, just have the conversation. I wish I could call my dad today. I wish I could call my grandfather one more time. I wish I could see my grandma again. I can't. You know, I, I wish I could do a lot of things that I, I didn't get the chance to do because uh, I didn't do them the way I, I wanted to. Um, or maybe I did do them the way I wanted to. I just didn't do them the way I wish I would have. So it's never too late. Um, and today is the best day of your life to ever make a decision to go do something about your life. Thanks so much again, Tony, for that awesome interview. What amazing insights. I loved it. And guys, of course, you can go to shatteredamoldpodcast.com if you want to check out any links that I have there that are best for reaching out and connecting with Tony. Be sure to do that. And while I'm giving out links, of course, a reminder, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com if you want to check out the Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read on Amazon. And of course, you can go to youtube.com slash Cap if you want to check out my YouTube content around the Law of Attraction. But with that said, uh, I've got way more awesomeness on the way soon so please stay tuned be ready i've got another episode coming up shortly maybe even tomorrow and i'm looking forward to hearing how you guys like it and of course if you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button leave a quick honest written review let me know how you're liking this content and i'll look forward to seeing you guys next time thank you for listening to shatter the mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.